0: Now, I want to talk to you out of uh, Philippians chapter 4. I'm so happy you guys are here tonight. You ready to get in the Word? Let's go to Philippians chapter 4. And uh, I'm going to continue on with what I shared last week. Last week, I talked about the first, oh, the first uh, nine verses. And we're going to finish up the chapter tonight. Um, The heading of the first part of the chapter is Think of Excellence. And uh, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Interesting. It says, tell Euodia and Syntyche to dwell, live in harmony in the Lord. So Addison picked up on that and showed uh, what the sound of a band sounds like if everybody's just doing their own thing or if people are in harmony. Psalm 133 says in verse 1, behold, how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. And a house divided can't stand, a house united can't fall. So uh, the Lord wants us to zero in on this chapter will actually take us into a place where he shows us uh, step by step, you know, rejoice in the Lord always. Keep a gratitude, a, 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 a tuneful spirit. You know, always be thankful. Uh, in everything give thanks and he says again I say rejoice so you know you say Pastor Jeff you've preached this before well it says that again I say rejoice I'm gonna preach it again okay <laughs> there's permission right there from Paul the Apostle um, you let your gentle spirit be known to all men boy there needs to be training on self-control in today's world and and he, he's saying men keep a cool spirit be anxious Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God." So there's an invitation. That ought to give you an incentive in a prayer life right there. That right there is the answer to anxiety. It's the answer to our problems. Don't worry about it. Pray about it. And um, because worry takes energy, so does prayer. But prayer goes to God. It goes Godward. Worry just goes in a circle. It's like a terrible cycle. Um, that this worship and prayer breaks that cycle. And what'll happen as we, we do this with prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, uh, we let our requests be made known to God, the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So I need my spiritual life guarded and I need my thought life guarded, right? And by going to the Lord, and my wife is practical, She'll she'll restate this to me. And she'll say, now, you know, we're not supposed to worry about this. Let's pray about this. And it keeps, it's, it's good to be in tandem with somebody that's full of faith because then, a, you know, iron sharpens iron. It's good to be in a church like this because we inspire one another. We, we weep when, when, with you when you weep and we rejoice when you rejoice and we stand together, right? And these verses are, you know, written to the church at Philippi. And as a pastor, these four chapters. I mean this is like an amazing model of a local church you know that their their minds and hearts are in one accord they're on they're in the same purpose and there's not a bunch of division there's not a bunch of people spinning out whipping up a bunch of stuff like addison showed with the band and then amazing things can be accomplished and then he says eight things in verse 8 he says finally Whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's good, of good repute or good report. Remember when uh, in Numbers 13, Moses sent out the spies and for 40 days, um, 12 spies went out representative of the patriarchs of the tribes and they came back. And the majority report was an evil report. Um, God wants us to meditate on the good report. The King James says good report good repute good reputation things that are right and reputable and good think on these things don't keep focusing on the negative uh, if there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise dwell on ponder think on uh, the focus on these things and the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me practice these things it's one thing to learn something but we got to receive it john one twelve, you could hear about jesus but the Bible says that as many as received him, to them he gives the right to become the children of God. As many as received him. And in fact, it says in Mark chapter 11, verse 23, about mountains moving, and then 24 about prayer, said in Mark eleven twenty-four 24 about receiving, it says, "I truly I say to you whoever, well, verse 24. Verse 24 says, therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, look at this, believe you have received them and they will be granted you you know i secure this tells us that we secure things in our prayer closet and and matthew 6 6 says that instead of being pretentious like the the pharisees and showing off prayer the prayer life of all things or fasting or giving uh, Jesus comes in and goes, you don't give and you don't fast and you don't pray to be noticed by men, knock it off. That's a religious tendency, an ego tendency on humanity. And he say, knock it off. And in fact, make this thing between you and me, uh, make this a personal thing, make this r- like, like intentionally personal and real. He goes in Matthew 6, 6, he says, here's, how you, here's the pattern, here's what to do. When you, but you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, Pray to your father who is in secret. The father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And one translation says, go into your prayer closet and the father that sees what is done in secret will reward you openly. So what happens in that, it's just like when we put a seed in the dark soil down several inches into dark soil where there's no light and we, we, we cover it and we water it. Something happens to it, right? Right. So we go into the presence of God. We come into this house with praise and worship, and I love the songs they picked. You may come in heavy, you're gonna go out light. You may come in empty, you're gonna go out full. I love that song. You know, Whoever wrote that was living some life. You know, uh, I love it, and I love the fact that he inhabits the praises of his people. I love that corporate uh, anointing um, that, that uh, if two of us agree on earth as touching anything they ask, it'll be done for them by my father who's in heaven. So those are praiseworthy things, that's good report. I'm gonna bring you a good report. I'm a good news preacher. I don't candy coat. I don't uh, try to adulterate the word of God and imbalance it. I wanna bring the whole counsel of God to you. Uh, we are to behold the goodness and severity of the Lord. God is a God of love. He's also, He's has wrath, but he poured out his wrath on Jesus, on the cross. and. Thessalonians says we are not, when you get saved, you're not destined for wrath. So then that's good news. What relief. Oh, what a relief it is, right? So we have good news here and a good report and things that are praiseworthy. And the things we've learned, we receive. Get them down into our spirit and heard and seen. Faith comes by hearing. Taste and see that the Lord is good. God incorporates all of our senses. That's why I love a paper Bible to be able to turn the pages and know where they are. And, and uh, in fact, I brought my my hippie Bible from the 70s that um, I used when I first met my wife. And um, uh, it was the custom of the 70s to get, go buy leather and uh, make your own cover. And uh, I, I tooled it. It says truth on here. And I found uh, uh, something in a... A, a Bible handbook, Erdman's Bible handbook, and I thought it would really look cool, and because they were playing musical instruments. But it ended up being the Assyrians that were actually the hostile enemies of Israel. So, but anyway, these are the four that got saved. Anyway, so <laughs> I was trying. So then, um, and I and I got this single column New American Standard Bible. This is 1970s, so this was still had these and thous in it and um, I kind of beat it up and some of the pages are coming out so I had to get a new Bible but um, I wrote uh, scriptures in the back of my Bible that I wanted to have centralized topical reference for and I've got a page on who I am in Christ I've got a page on how to lead someone to the Lord I've got a page on the subject of prayer and I've got a page on health, healing and health and I've got a page on prosperity, on abundance because... and here, here it is, it's all written in micro-font, you know. What was I thinking? You know, I, I was like, uh, okay. Uh, thankfully, I could still read it. And um, where to meditate on whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honorable or honest, whatsoever things are right, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, um, whatsoever things are of good report. We're actually told in Philippians to meditate on the good report. Um, that that again. Don't feel don't feel bad about that. We we're actually to have a good report bias. We're actually to say, yeah, the world's messed up, but God is good. My circumstances are difficult, but God is good. Uh, I failed, but God is merciful. And you know, and it, and we just keep going back to yes, but God is good, right? And uh, that's the good report. That's the good news. And. He said the things you've learned and received and heard and seen in me and see we drill down on that that's the pattern it's repetition is the mother of education and so we 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 faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ so I pray this would be really saturated with anointing it would be pertinent for you and you guys that have come in tonight um you know you've got a lot going on and um I believe the Lord's gonna speak something to you that's just customized for you. I really do believe that, You've, you, you know, you're given your precious time to come to church, you're pressing in, you know, you're here, uh, you could be in a lot of places doing a lot of things, but you're here uh, because you're endeavoring to obey the scriptures, you're hungry for God, uh, you know we're uh, admonished in, in not to forsake the assembling together, which is the habit of some, So that's why we, you know, we come into the church house and, um, you know, God had me in mind when he came up with church because I'd have just been ping pong bouncing off one thing after the other. And he just kind of wanted me to get into the green pastures and the quiet waters. Uh, He had my personality in mind when he came up with praise and worship. First of all, he's worthy of it. But secondly, it gets my mind off all my, my little thing and gets my mind on him and he'll keep us in perfect peace if we keep our minds stayed on him, really. So he says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honorable, whatsoever things are right, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are um, uh, of good report. If there's any excellence in anything worthy of praise, think on these things, right? The things you've learned and received and heard and seen, Paul said, in me, do. Paul in another place said, be followers of me as I am of Christ so i wrote these verses down because i got inspiration from other anointed leaders before me who were teachers in the body of christ and were helping me out and i got some good teaching uh, handily right at time, right at a pivotal moment when i was going through college and i i found my sweetheart and i asked her to marry me and i stepped out in marriage and you know i had to learn how to you know kind of build a family and i had to learn how to believe god and um and I, I want you to know that <laughs> he is our source. You know, I have a friend named Juan Hernandez. He's a he, he's a an interesting guy, um, and he, he you often see him like on the news broadcasts. He's uh, he, he's just an interesting guy, and he was in, he was in the interpreter for Reinhard Bonnke uh, at Cottonwood Church out in California, and Reinhard was preaching on the Holy Spirit. And uh, so he was interpreting in Spanish for, because it was a bilingual service and there's a high population of uh, Spanish speakers. So they, so here's this German preacher preaching and Juan Hernandez is interpreting. And uh, Reinhardt says, the Holy Spirit is the sauce. And um, so then Juan looked at him and quickly said, the Holy Spirit is the salsa because he thought he said sauce and so everybody's laughing and looking you know like trying to figure out the theology uh, you know and Reinhard said what did you say and he said I said the Holy Spirit is the so- sauce and he goes no the source so that one got lost in translation but right now I don't want anything to get lost in translation here I want to tell you the Holy Spirit is the source and my God is so faithful, and I, I, I just want to celebrate that a little bit tonight. And uh, I'm going to read, you know, from this um, because it, I, I meditated on this and paced on our little apartment uh, living room floor uh, back and forth, trusting God for these promises. Yeah. These are the good uh, things to target. Yeah. Whatsoever things are true, God's word is true. Whatsoever things are honorable. Whatsoever things are right, whatsoever things are, are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good, of good report or good repute, now, if there's any excellence in anything worthy of praise, ponder these things, meditate on these, think on these things, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I wrote down Matthew 6, 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Third John 2, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way And that your body may be well even as i know your soul keeps well and prospers that's the amplified translation i wrote that down that way isaiah 119 if you will consent and obey you will eat the best of the land i wrote down deuteronomy 28 11 through 13 i wrote down second corinthians 9 8 and 11 and i wrote it in the amplified Uh, and we'll look at that second corinthians 9 8 and 11 in the amplified if we can pull that up and God is able oh isn't that good and God is able the Holy Spirit is the sauce and God is able to make all grace every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and in all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Verse 11, look at verse 11, go to verse 11. Then it says, thus you will be enriched in all things and in every way so that you can be generous and your generosity as it is administered by us will bring forth thanksgiving to God. And so that's a setup for the rest of Philippians chapter 4. Paul has started out, listen, I want Euodia and Syntyche to get, get, get on track, you know, uh, get back in harmony so that there's no dissonance, there's just resonance, there's no um, clash, there's only harmony, right? Yeah. And then he says to meditate on certain things and ponder certain things and stay, keep fighting. See? successful people work out of the right priorities that that we, we keep going back to this one thing that's why we're here at church this one thing I I, I want Jesus right that's why I'm in church yes. I'm in church because Jesus laid it out this way and I'm not going to drift and say I'm, I'm a Christian but I don't go to church it's like well I'm part of the church and I, you maybe you got hurt I've been hurt we've all been hurt Uh, But I'm not going to be governed by my hurt. I want to be governed by the Bible. And if the Bible says to overcome and forgive and keep plugging in, I'm going to keep plugging in. So then it goes into verse 10, and we're going to read these verses in the New American Standard. He says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. This is Paul talking to the Philippians about how they expressed generosity to them and actually sent him an offering, like a partnering offering to help him in his mission. He said, indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. Um, I know you had it in your heart, but you, now you finally, you, you pushed it through. Not that I speak from want. Not that I speak from want. And I was thinking about TV commercials that raise money. And they do it about dogs, about veterans, about it, it becomes. It's they're speaking from want. Uh, lilting, uh, depressing, sentimental sounds are being played, and it's it's a thing of uh, it's speaking from want. And it they're 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 all noble. They're all noble things, but it's for some reason um, Madison Avenue marketing thinks. Manipulating our emotions with sentiment and speaking from want somehow is going to prompt us to just fork it over. And Paul's saying, no, I don't speak from want. I, I'm not manipulating you guys. I'm not like bleeding heart, like if you don't help me, I'm not going to make it. He's, he's not saying that. He said, hey, I, my God, he's, he's my source. The Holy Spirit is the sauce. And he's, he's basically, he said, and Paul in fact says, not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. So you just don't hear manipulation out of Paul. You don't hear pulling on people. He's, he's just saying, I'm really grateful you sent it, uh, and I'm, but yet I wanna just say it. I'm just grateful God's been good to me and I'm just pressing on. And he says, and, and I know how to get along with humble means and I also know how to live in prosperity in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. Now look at the context of verse 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Say that with me. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. What's Paul saying? He's, he's, not saying if the pastor asked me to play oboe in the church band, I can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I've never played the oboe before, but I could play oboe. That's not what it's saying. Cause probably it would just go right worse than the dissonance the band played. What it's saying is I can get along in humble means. I can get along in abundance. I could live through a fast paced season. I can live during a lull. I could work through a situation, in fact, no matter what the circumstance. Christianity is where humanity gets into a place of covenant with God and his promises and blessings, where as we cooperate with him, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus lifts us up out of the vicious circle of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets me free from the law of sin and death. And Paul was free. And he said, I'm not speaking from want. I want to tell you, thank you so much for supporting me and getting that offering to me. He said, but I don't speak from want because man, I've learned, however, however my circumstance, I've learned to live independently from my circumstances. And that's like not some Zen denial thing. It's not like "Mm, I'm just going to chill, you know, and breathe deeply and then I'll be okay. It's it's, he is informed about the promises of God. And by the way, that's why I wrote these in my Bible. So I could go back here and just meditate on, like it says in Psalm 35, 27, the Lord delights in the prosperity of his servants. And this is happening to Paul at this point. And yet he's saying, man, I I, I, I just want you to know I've learned to live independently from my circumstances. And I've learned to navigate, and like sometimes it's difficult, sometimes it's elating, but man, I, I nevertheless, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well to share with me in my affliction. You yourselves also know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel, after I left Macedonia, he said, No church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving but you alone. Isn't that an indictment on all the churches at that point? And he's saying, yet yeah, you guys nailed it. No, he said, and Paul knew about the churches. He was the, he was the apostle to the Gentiles pioneering throughout the Roman Empire amongst the Gentiles. And he says, yet no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving but you alone. For even in Thessalonica, and they were another stellar group. It was another, you know, uh, really amazing church and he said you sent a gift more than once for my needs you sent a gift more than once for my needs so he's saying thank you guys you you're generous and you, you 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 it was it's amazing and yet then he says this i want to tell you though not that i seek the gift itself that's not the issue he says but i seek the profit which increases to your account that's a thought isn't it it's similar to what Jesus said about laying up treasure in heaven. And I, I, I my, my brother's here and our dad came to grad, he, 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 uh, graduated, he retired after 42 years in aerospace in, um, late, uh, 92, early 93. And, um, he when the, when the building was, uh, we, we were told it was gonna flood um my wife actually you know it's amazing to have a godly wife and she said uh maybe you ought to call your dad i remember that and i was like yeah Uh, you know and he he had not darkened the doors of church of our church i don't think he'd been here ever hey dad he goes yeah and you need my help i said yeah so he came and he spent the last 11 years of his life um, developing connection in our church community uh, at the beginning with the flood. And I think of, of Jim King, and I often say this because his authenticity as a man of God, Jesus in work clothes, he's a business owner, and he's a, you know, a husband and a father, and he's serious about God, he's got a humble way about him, and he, used his, he brought his work ethic to the church, and my dad really noticed that. He saw, he saw real women and he saw real men servant God. He saw the eclecticness of church, you know, and he saw, wow, you know, and he, he was so enthralled by the family culture of this church. And, uh, and um, I know that God, my brother and I've talked about this. He just laid up a bunch of treasure in heaven, didn't he? Yeah, he, he laid, yeah, he got saved and he just got out there and just, I think about Nancy's brother, Mike Bates, uh retires from truck driving and just becomes this amazing, um, he, dro- he drove the, the 18-wheelers back and forth to the, the Katrina uh, relief work for like, I think he did some 30-some trips, yeah. and he was the guy that passed out, I think, more football tracks during the football period than anybody. And he was so burly and so big, had such a deep gravelly voice, big old Popeye arms. Who could ever possibly resist that guy? It's like, take it. No, take it. You know, it's like, it's awesome. It's like, I'm going to get born again and then get out of here, you know? But he said, not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek the profit, which increases to your account. So meditate on that every time you, you give. Um, it, it, it's something God notices and, and, and God loves and God honors. He says but i received everything in full and have an abundance i'm amply supplied having received from epaphroditus what you have sent a fragrant aroma an acceptable sacrifice well-pleasing to god i always want my worship to be a fragrant aroma an acceptable sacrifice well-pleasing to god that's why like, i and in, i'm intentional when i I try not to talk to people. I try to get my mind on the Lord. I turn my phone off. I, in fact, I leave it in my back room. I just want to focus on Jesus during that time. I want to be in the moment. Um, the other day, I was on a date with my wife. I brought my Bible in, and, um, which is kind of rude, but I really felt like I needed to meditate on it. So I said, I apologize, and I won't read long, but I just have to get in the words. because goes, what are you reading? 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 if you're so a lot of you know what I'm talking about it was it's the love walk okay so yeah so well why'd you have to read that pastor Jeff that's none of your beeswax don't make me mad don't make me have to go read that again but anyway verse 19 are you ready verse 19 (laughs) right are you ready for verse 19 in fact let's all read it out loud if you don't have a new American read it up off the screen and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. How beautiful is that verse? How many of you guys have ever heard that verse? It's a, it's a, it's a known verse. And if you see it in its context, the prerequisite for it is generosity and consistent giving and faithfulness. It's meditating on the word, it's staying in the good report, it's rejoicing in the Lord always, right? It's endeavoring to be in harmony. It is, it is better in the context of its chapter. It's, it's, it's. As we read it, I mean, it's a standalone idea that God will meet all of our needs. In fact, because in, John, in Mark 9, uh, 23, all things are possible to him that believes. And, and Joshua 1, eight says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. There's nothing wrong with that. Mother Teresa really won my admiration through the years. I, you know, I, I, we're not, we weren't on the same page theologically, but I loved this, this lady from, from Jakova Kosovo, little Albanian lady with her little gnarly feet and her little sweet beautiful smile going in to find the, 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 the uh, poorest of the poor in the great continent of India and um, you know she made a statement though she said oh, we're not God hasn't called us to success he's called us to obedience and I thought but yet no you are one of the most successful people in the history of Christianity. So, it, but I get where she's coming from because it's like sometimes that could be uh, it could be tinny and it could be uh, too Las Vegasy, you know, it's cheesy. So I, I get that, but we we don't want to we don't want to just kind of uh, just kind of take a like if she had taken a vow of poverty, she couldn't have enabled and brought in the hundreds of millions of dollars to help the hurting people. Now I don't know if her. If her order was one of those orders that, I mean, Benedictines didn't do that, but the Franciscans, I think, did. Did her order, what were her sisters, the Sisters of Mercy, what were they? The Sisters of Mercy? Anybody know? I'm looking at, somebody give me some Catholic knowledge here. Anybody know what, the, what Mother Teresa's order was? They had blue and white habits. And I really liked Mother Teresa. She was awesome. Orders of the missionaries of charity. So in order to, ha- to sustain that, they had to be tapped into God's provision. Right? Say this with me. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Such a verse, such an idea. Uh, It's magnificent, really. And in some different translations, uh, King James says, my God shall supply all your need. Uh, Living Bible says, and it is he who will supply all your needs. Um, 20th century translation says, out of the greatness of his wealth. Connie Bear says, in the fullness of his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. J.B. Phillips, from his glorious resources in Christ Jesus. So, you you know, we have to understand how big our God is. When Bonky was preaching and Juan Hernandez was interpreting, and he said, the Holy Spirit is the sauce. And then Juan said, the spirit is the salsa, or whatever he said. It's like, not quite, you know, close, but not quite. But... Hallelujah. This is good sauce, what I'm preaching right now. And you got to slather it on your convictions. You got to let it seep into your world. So you understand, I think it would be offensive if we were just in it, in it to what, whatever we could get out of it. I think that's a superficial, uh, life. Uh, Christianity is about Jesus and it's about a relationship with God. That's why David even said, uh, man, you you deliver me, you protect me. Psalm 23, you know, uh, you're my light, my salvation. You protect me. You know, my enemies are defeated because of you. This one thing I desire and that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, right? But I'm going to tell you, within that context, you have to understand, Paul is telling the church, after he's just told them to straighten up and flow in unity, Euodia and Syntyche dwell in harmony, Clement also, the people he, that worked with him in, his, in getting the gospel out. And then he says, man, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. Man, we've got to, I mean, violence is heightened right now. We're seeing some abuses. We're seeing some attitudes. And, man, we've got to make sure we have an attitude in, our, in the culture of the kingdom where we're walking in love. We're valuing others. We're even, like, if if our ways are pleasing to the Lord, he will make even our enemies to be at peace with us, meaning, implying we have enemies. And so we just, how do you deal with them? We're supposed to even pray for our enemies. So it's not getting this enraged, bitter thing and getting strife. um, The beginning of strife is like letting out water, so abandon a quarrel before it begins. But I wanted to highlight this because it's it's so big. This is literally talking about finances when he says, my God shall supply all you need. But can we expand on that and just realize that God is so faithful and he's so thorough and he's so good and uh, he, he is always present to help us, right? And I love, like for me, when I saw this with the Church of Philippi, I said, God, I want to be this kind of church. In the, I want to be um, sharing in the matter of giving and receiving. So like when Billy Graham came in town, or like when a mission comes up, or when God's called us to a certain thing, I mean, we've sown toward many uh, build, building programs of other churches. We've stood by many denominational Christians and stood by them. We've stood by, you know, all these different kind of seasons we're in. We've got to have this capacity of walking in love and also this capacity of believing God for his abundance. Remember in John ten ten, Jesus said about how he defined the devil as a diminishing being and he described himself as a replenishing being when he said the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. He said, I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. So we're called to abundant life. Right? Last week, I was talking to my brother and I had preached on this first segment of, of uh, Philippians. And he had, did you just post it on your social media? The day before. It was basically my sermon outline. The day before. How cool is that? We were flowing. And, uh, and, and that's the way, that's, that's what God's doing right now. And I even feel as I close, you need to understand this young married couples, people believe in God for babies, uh, stepping out in, in business, whatever your particular role is in life, my, and my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. David said, I was young, now I'm old. Never seen the righteous forsaken or God's seed beg for bread, right? Yeah. So let's just finish this chapter we'll we'll finish with verse 20 through 23 now to our God and father be the glory forever and ever amen greet every saint in Christ Jesus like Addison said with a holy kiss the brethren who are with me greet you all the Saints greet you especially those of Caesar's household the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit hallelujah I want to encourage you get if you have If you have a Bible that has some empty pages, take one of them and write down some scriptures that are pertinent for you. How to lead somebody to the Lord, Um, how to pray, write down uh, who I am in Christ, write down uh, healing scriptures and uh, scriptures you need to go to. They're ready. They're right there for you. You can just go right to them. You don't have to go through this 1,250 pages. and You can go right there, and you can find it. And um, let's all stand up on our feet. I'm going to get the band back up here, and we're going to finish with the song. But I want you guys to believe God with me that breakthrough will happen starting tonight in each one of our lives. I am believing God. For protection over your savings, for completion of the payments of your debt load, credit card debt eliminated. I believe in God. He's going to meet all of our needs. Now with that, there's a responsibility for us to be wise in our expenditures, right? So he'll give us wisdom. We're not just asking God to bail us out from our indulgence. We're asking God to Because he's God, he does care about us, and he's merciful, and he's faithful, and he's so kind, and uh, he meets all of our needs. Um, There's somebody here that at work, you're befuddled with a challenging question, and I believe God's going to give you an answer tonight. It's going to be the start of the answer. You know, I was talking with my wife today about a situation and I said, should I do this? And she said, well, and she said something else. And I thought, wow, this is, that was the answer right there. And last Tuesday, when Kingston prophesied to me in his diaper, (laughs) it is, I'm still trying to work out what he prophesied to me back so many years ago in the nineties, it was supernatural. And I won't tell you what he said, but I, I was in our old farmhouse and I was laying on the couch and I was lamenting the death of a great man of God who had just written me a letter and said he was wanting to spend time with me. And I did, you know, he was scheduled to speak here 28 days um, uh, before, or after he died 28 days before he was scheduled to speak here. He had spoken here a number of times, I traveled with him, he's amazing, mentor type guy, and he died and I was kind of down. And Kingston, in, in just in his diaper, walked over to me and he spoke a word to me and I, I, I looked at him and it was way beyond his age, uncharacteristic of him. So I, I, I waited till the next day and I said, hey, Kingston, remember what you said to me when I was laying on the over there? I was now sitting in a chair on the other side of the room. And he said, yeah. I said, what'd you say? And he, he, he paused and he looked at me with a new diaper, a different diaper. Before and he and and he said uh the same exact thing he said the day before that was trippy Ooh. so that's that's what i that's the kind of uh, life i enjoy that's prosperity right there that's a form of prosperity that we've got kids that want to serve god that's prosperity that we made it this far It's prosperity. If we need adjustments right now and there needs to be some repentance or maybe your musical key is off a little bit, you need to let the Holy Spirit deal with you. Maybe there's some things you need to back off of. Maybe there's some things you need to let go. Maybe there's some things you need to rethink. But in order to get in the situation where we're in the flow for 2023, to hear from God about the next steps of what we're supposed to do. I believe precision will come to you concerning your housing, concerning your food, concerning your health, because Matthew six is all about that. Look at the birds and look at the grass of the fields and your heavenly father feeds them and takes care of them and adorns them. Aren't you worth much more than they Oh, you have little faith? That's why I work. So I just preached a whole chapter from the Bible to you so you get built back up. And in case you, you slipped, that song, uh, you bring your sin. You bring your addictions. What's that song? That's love. One. Yeah, yeah that's is that the one? Can we close with that one? Oh yeah, we can. Hallelujah. Turn the house lights down. We're gonna sing this song before we go. Come on, let's let's just finish with this. Oh, oh, oh.
1: Dry, drink, love, no is come and thirst no more. Come all you sinners, come find his mercy, come to the table, we will satisfy hope and taste of his goodness and find what you're looking for. Down at the foot of the cross, Jesus is waiting. God so loved the world. Say it with me, and
0: my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. The Greek word is plerou, plerou. It means to fill to the full. It means to cram the net. Remember in uh, Luke chapter 5 when they, he said, put your nets out for a draft, and it was so filled that they almost sunk the boat? That's, that's the God of abundance. To fill a hollow place. You ever have that emptiness in the pit of your gut? Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, God has set eternity in our hearts. The French physicist Blaise Pascal, hundreds of years ago, said this, There is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every person which can o- cannot be filled by any created thing, but only by God, the Creator, made known through Jesus Christ. So I want to tell you, Jesus is the fullness that fills all in all. And in Colossians 2:10 it says, In Him you have been made complete lacking nothing. If you're not saved, that doesn't pertain to you until you get saved, and then it does. And salvation belongs to our God, and he's freely given it through his son Jesus. And that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That name is Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. And if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So I wanna encourage you about that. If you're not saved, get saved tonight. I don't wanna make any assumptions. There might be some of you here that were like me a few years ago, where I came into a building like this. I had a little bit of a culture shock, but I thought, whatever they have, I need it. I'll have some of that, and I'll take what they're having. And I received Jesus into my heart, and he changed my life 50 years ago last December, or last November. And I'm telling you, I'm excited about my next 50 years and then my eternity, right? So I just want to encourage you also that as you receive Jesus as Lord, you receive Him as your healer, you receive Him as your your help, you receive Him as wisdom, you receive Him as your provider. Say this with me, and my God shall supply all of my needs, all of your needs, all of our needs, according to His riches and glory,
1: by Christ Jesus. And all God's people said, amen, hallelujah.